This is Argue Table. I know it's been a while since you heard from us because we, we like drastically died. Um, to my right is Hannah Gentry, the famous. Hello, we missed you all. And to the left is Eric Henry. He's new. Love him. How's it going, guys? And across from me is our regular Devante. Hi, guys. I guess I get to go last. That's, Devante that's Swallow. He's okay. Yeah, it, I, I had to hold that sure. last name there. That Devante Swallow. That implies a few things. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, today we're going to be talking to you about book to movie adaptations. That's going to be our main topic. Uh, we're also going to be mentioning Hannah's personal project, what we as a group and a few other people within our group of filmographers are going to be involved in. Mm -hmm. You're so and kind. And then we're going to have our beautiful question of the day. I know I'm kind. Thank you. Thank you. It's kind of beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Roll your eyes at me again, Devante. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so let's talk about some book-to-movie adaptation. What is the worst book-to-movie adaptation you can think of right off the top of your head? Uh, Percy Jackson. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, so I will counter Percy Jackson, and I will I will raise you to uh, Cirque de Free, the Vampire's Assistant. Both of those mm. are equally bad. Okay. In my opinion. Well. <laughs> and I'm going to go with... City Bones. Ouch. I'm going to say Queen of the Damned. Sorry. Oh, look at all these differing opinions. All right, Eric, why Percy Jackson? Why Percy Jackson? Well, for starters, it was not even close to the books, really. One, they threw out the prophecy thing, uh, like aged him, what was it, at least six years? Yeah, yeah he was like At 18. least six yeah. years older than he should have been from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, throughout the first... Throughout the first encounter with the Minotaur, um, and a bunch of other things, and then when you go to the sequel, like it's, it's just screwed up the entire timeline with the story. It was horribly done, in I, my opinion. I, what I didn't, I just didn't like it visually. I, Visuals I, were personally speaking, we had to read the Percy Jackson series in school, and yeah. I just didn't like them. I'm a really big fan of Greek mythology, and I like. Mm -hmm. Accuracy, and there, are, I think there are a lot of traits that they tried to push on, but they tried to do it really subtle. Visually, I hated it because it's it look. I'm not a steampunk fan, so when I see like a minotaur, I'm expecting to see like a bull, and um, it was just a bunch of gears and cogs and kinks. And I think oh, you never saw the minotaur. I think it was You're, unnecessary. No, you CGI. never actually saw the minotaur. You're talking about the sequel, right? That bull. That wasn't the minotaur. That was a. Not well, the Minotaur. It was <laughs> yeah. It was a mechanical creation by Hephaestus, I think. See, unnecessary. It's not really, oh, not yeah. really true to Spo the storyline. Spoilers, by the way, for any of any of the films. Nobody if you have wants not to see this. Nobody it's not a crucial part. See, it was the sequel of the movie. I know, to see this. If you're gonna see, do anything, want, read the books. Don't watch the movies. The movies. Yeah, the, if the you books. if you never hear of the books, the movies are okay. As a kid, as a kid, I would advise, I would let like my eight, nine-year-old child read these books. I wouldn't advise this to someone our age or someone like... I wouldn't advise this to a 13-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't... Um, I think I, someone 12 and under could actually enjoy the book series. Yeah. It's, it's I fair. mean, I say that about Avatar. Um, Wait, which Avatar? The Blue People. Okay. okay. <laughs> this, this, this movie... Last Airbender is... That uh, needs to be destroyed. Well, first, that's a topic for never Off topic, off topic. That's just bad movies. Anyway. <laughs> um, but I think 
there were some interesting choices, but yeah, they, they deviated from the books way too much. Especially, and why I say spoilers, because I am going to spoil something from the second movie, like the, the stained glass mm-hmm. thing yeah. at the end. One, that's a bad effect, in my opinion. It was. Yeah. And two, that, that doesn't happen in the book, the, no. the sequel. Never. Cronus doesn't get revived. I mean, well, you, you he was revived end. and placed into Luke's body. He was literally in Luke's end, body. You watch the end of the Lightning Thief, and you just watch the Lightning Thing. It completely deviates away from what was originally there. Oh which, yeah, which was like he like, wings, the winged shoes. That was something that was. Ugh. They they introduced. I think they introduced the Hydra that didn't pop up until like way later. The, the ending Hydra was, was completely in, different. The Hydra was in the first book. It was there, but it, it was, was it was introduced at a different point. Yeah. Um, and the shoes, the shoes get lost again. Spoiler, uh, get lost in Devante. Uh, you can stop saying spoilers. I they know. know. Spoiler alert! All right, this this Put whole entire podcast, one big spoiler for multiple <laughs> books and movies. You know now. Um, no but, complaining. But yeah, the, they don't. The shoes don't reappear in the books after they go into um, the underworld to go see Hades. And that's another. They thing. only use them in the uh, uh, the Parthenon. I love how Hades was just it? completely silent. Just like, I'm yeah. just I'm just taking um, it in. <laughs> I have no uh, they they completely miss an opportunity to create a, a Greek villain that is not Hades like every other story does. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think there's there actually is a series um, in Attack of... Is it Wrath of the Titans? Attack of the Titans? Attack whatever. on Titan. No, Wait, no, 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 no. Something else. Wrath of the Titans. <laughs> Wrath of the Titans, my bad. Wrath I'm thinking it's not anime. <laughs> there aren't a bunch of like naked men running around. Um, and Revenge of the They Titans. don't even have skin. Uh, they've, so. Yeah, they do. Clash of the Titans and Wrath of the Titans. Okay, yeah, got there it. You go. Anyways, um, within that series, they actually remind the people that actually really do like Greek mythology that Hades and Zeus hate each other for a very valid reason. Zeus really did kind of fuck over his brother, who's really the one that is actually responsible for getting rid of defeating the Titans. Cronus. But he's the one that's re- he's truly the one that's responsible. Zeus is the reason that all his siblings were let out. He's not really the front runner in what actually happened, but, but he got a lot of credit. But even in that film, he's still technically the villain. He's portrayed as the villain, but he goes... They explain to you, unlike any other movies, they tell you why he does it. And he, you can try and take the backseat of saying, well, he's still evil, he didn't have to resort no, no. to that, but truthfully, he had a valid reason for wanting to kill his brother and wanting to wipe out that's humanity. Still a good, that's still a good character, you know... That's just good well, character it's, development. Well, it's the reason they do it is because it's so easy. He's the god of the dead. Hmm. Let's just make him evil, even though he's not. He, death in itself is neutral. Death, like, is, death scary, is neutral. You know? That's a. You know what? I'm, I'm a, don't judge me for watching Charmed, but that is the one show I see where they actually introduced death. That and Xena, they introduced death as being like this neutral party. Um, death was going after someone who was trying to remind one of the Charmed sisters that. He's not good. He's not evil. He just is. He exists because he has to exist. What it's season not, was that? He, he's not killing people just for the fun of it. <laughs> like they What's, have to die. Terrell, I feel you. What I'm season a was person that? Too. Yeah, I, I watched the show <laughs> too. I, like it was a good show. Anyway, but what season was that? I don't remember that one. Uh, that was when I think Prue. I think it was Prue that gotcha. he was talking to. Also, she, she still um, had like a grudge against death because he killed her mom. Like, Supernatural's death wasn't exactly evil. He was pretty neutral for the he most wasn't, part. He was, and he's funny. He was funny. He was funny. Only death. If death threatens you with death, that's hilarious. A little bit. Yeah. We've deviated, Devontae. <laughs> you know, that's 
And they missed the chance to do like Ares as a villain, although it has been done in other media before, but it's not to say it's the not Percy as- Percy Jackson deviated away away from Greek mythology and from the Percy Jackson books too much for, for me to really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. But I will say sometimes, uh, and we'll talk about this in more book adaptations because they, we have our other two have talked about it. But um, there are some instances where book changes can be good. Like, they are. Um, we're going to get into that. So you should tell us why you chose what you chose. Okay, so um, so I chose Cirque de Freak, <laughs> the Vampire's Assistant, which technically that's the second book in the series. So they kind of just put a um, bunch of movies together. Yeah, yeah. which is a bunch of books bad together because they cut out some characters that were in the second book. Some of, the, some of the situations that happened in the second book don't even happen in the first movie. And they basically tried to cram, like, themes from all 12 books into one movie while also making their own storylines and new characters on top of that. Um, so it was just a mess. Um, the, the guy they picked for Lawrence uh, Krebsley, though, good casting choice. Everyone else kind of seems out of place. They aged up the characters, too. Yeah, they did. Um. So, I mean, there's there's some good things about it, but it, there, it had more potential to be a, a franchise. Like, even if you think about the budget, if you'd gotten the right people to do it, it would have turned out a lot better. Um, and it's like, as opposed to, I'm pretty sure someone is going to mention Twilight on the panel. Um, I'm going to bring that up later. But, don't don't um, judge me. <laughs> this is a, a more graphic portrayal, even though it's a teen series book. It's a more graphic portrayal of vampires, and uh, there's actually two clans of vampires, and one of them is very, uh, one of them is very violent. The other one's not not as violent. Um, what else about that movie? Um, so some violent. of the camera work was nice. Audio choices were good. Which one are you? T- what you're but, talking? You're still on Circuit Freak, right? Yeah. That okay. Was, um, it was like you brought up Twilight and. I- I know I had this to. This is sort of deviating, and it's something I was going to bring up later anyway, so I'm just saying now. Um, I was one of those tweens that actually did like the Twilight books, and I did like the movies. Um, what I like, and I have to talk about what I liked about each <laughs> film because they were different directors and different concepts. The first movie was good to me because I personally just didn't like the first book. But the movie was different from the book, and it focused on the two main characters, which was basically what the book did. That was Edward, that was Bella. I don't like Bella, and I didn't like Edward. (laughs) So it was expected for me not to like that specific movie. But what I have to give the Twilight Saga that I can't give any of the other movies, aside from maybe Queen of the Damned and Hannah's pick, which was, say it for me, City of Bones, but I think I'm going to change it just to actually talk about a really bad adaptation. But, right. Yeah. Um, Twi- the Twilight movies, I don't care what you say about it story-wise or whether you just have a personal hatred for Edward and Jacob because you I think it was overhyped. Can it? <laughs> because you thought it was overhyped or whatever your case may be. Those movies were shot beautifully. Those are, looking at them from a cinematic standpoint and how they look visually, they are beautiful movies. You don't have to personally like the characters. You don't have to like the backstory behind it. You don't have to like that apparently it was overhyped because a lot of people liked it, which is basically what happened with Lord of the Rings and what happened with The Hobbit (laughs) and the exact same thing that happened (laughs) with pretty much every other book to movie adaptation that got popular like Harry Potter. Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like Harry Potter. Don't, Harry don't come out. But I'm, I'm saying the Twilight Saga is shot beautifully. You can't deny that, that is, it cinematically is beautiful. But my so my thing with that is it does the beauty. I won't, I won't lie. And then the the final movie, the battle scene that doesn't actually happen. Um, great spoiler. Um, so <laughs> oh, great. I, I won't no, say that. But if I don't, so for me as as someone who watches a lot of media and plays a lot of video games. He plays um, a lot of video games. He doesn't watch a lot of media. He he is he's never seen the Breakfast Club. We're working on it. We're working on it. Um, but he still hasn't um, watched any of the story, movies from the last video. To me, what gets me into watching something or playing something is the story. And if I can't connect to any of the characters, then I I don't really we, enjoy we've it. Had this conversation. What is it about these characters that is so hard for you to connect with? Like, if you're talking from the standpoint of like, I'm best Jacob. He's an idiot to anybody. Why do you wait until sh- you're the girl you like is interested in someone else to decide you want to say something? You're the jackass, not him. <laughs> he's like, well, I don't like him because he's a vampire. It's like it's, it's a toned up version of a, of a real life love triangle. If you can watch The Flash and see the dynamic between The Flash, his beautiful friend that he just happened to grow up with, and her boyfriend, if you can understand that, you should be able to wrap your head around a vampire, a werewolf, and a regular human. You got that, but you didn't get that. That doesn't seem fair. I think you have a bias if you just don't like supernatural no, it, shit. I just didn't. Like, from the chemistry of the, the actors portraying the characters, I just didn't believe why she would pick um, Everett over Jacob. I didn't believe, like, there, if you, there you play stereotypically, a lot of times in film, you see. They want to go with the silent, the strong silent type with a lot of damage underneath the surface. That is a character dynamic that has always been played at. And you see that everywhere. You like Batman. There are girls that like Batman. Now argue that again. I don't get why she would like the dark guy, the evil one. The one that, he's not actually evil, by the way. He's not actually evil. He yeah. just had he's he's just scared of himself because he's he's really he's capable of doing some really bad things. I get that dynamic. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Well, going back to the whole Jacob being a dumbass thing. <laughs> the thing where he's like I don't like him because it's a because va- he's a vampire, but then he totally like ignores the fact that Edward is a fucking abusive, manipulative little shit. <laughs> like he leaves. That's like, true. He leaves and he's like Forget me. You watch that movie. She is fucked up through part two. Mm-hmm. And then she's <laughs> fucked up too because she's like, there's a part in, the, in like the movie that was not in the books where she's like molesting him in the bed. And he's like, no, don't do it. And she's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And it's like, that's really fucking messed <laughs> okay. up. Part one, that was the funniest scene to me. She's like, don't move. I'm like, you're going to kiss me and I'm not allowed to move? What the fuck is this? <laughs> this, uh, this sounds like, it's, 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 this is bondage. This is bondage without the strings. I'm scared to move. <laughs> and when she moved, he like flies across the room. <laughs> but just, just like how their relationship starts, like you're my own personal brand of heroin. That's that's very weird. Very coming from a vampire. I haven't seen think, this movie. Think about a person you're in love with a vampire. She's you're in love with a vampire, and she's going to say and do things that you're not going to be able to understand. Which plays to the role of Bella wanting to become a vampire later on. She wants to understand what Edward's going through. And when you have a craving for something that nobody else has a craving for, like, what was it? Like, strange addiction, this woman, like, like pissy diapers? 
I don't understand that shit. I don't want to understand that shit. But I, then again, the I don't. Show I'm not is called Strange Addictions for a reason. Yes. They're strange and illogical. Like, I like vampire. Maybe personally, I can't see the dynamic. This, <laughs> this is just me. I can't see the dynamic of Edward and Bella because I don't. I can't. Just, I can't think of sleeping with an ice pot. Like I feel like that would be cold and that it would hurt. Yeah. His skin is frozen. Like, you just shove ice in there. Like, does it? Damn. <laughs> or is that, like, the only part of him that's warm? Like, and it's like, he also could kill you at any moment. Like, there, like if you think about it, like, most people could kill you at any moment. But, like, he, he, he is a predator who is actually, like, driven to kill people and drink their blood. That's not sexy. <laughs> it might be for some people. It's like there are women that date prisoners. It's like, like there are women that go to prison scouting for like serial killers. Like Ted Bundy got play when he got locked up. I'm like, how? When did this become a discussion about kinks? <laughs> New theory: Bella is a super masochist. Yeah, the whole thing is she's like, she's just like just obsessed so. with the idea that this guy could really rip my head off if he wanted. To. Yeah, she was like totally into it when after they got married and they were on the honeymoon. Yeah, like she, he ripped a bed apart. She woke up the next day. She was like, "Oh my god!" And she was, was like so covered fun. in horrible bruises. She, is, she didn't notice them until he pointed them out. He's like, "Yeah, we're never having sex again." <laughs> and it's like it's too late, dude. She's already pregnant. And we go like on this montage of him tiring her out. Like they play chess, they go swimming and shit. Like he, she tries to hug him in one scene, and he like swims way the hell away. <laughs> she has it's to like, catch him. And then in the book, they like have sex in the ocean. It's like, bitch, you're gonna drown. If you gonna drown, like that's uncomfortable. Like I don't know why. Saltwater is not good for your romantic. nethers. It's not good for that. I don't think it's good for your. Um, Uterus. Um. <laughs> yes, all that interior stuff. You don't want salt water in there. Like, It'll mess up your oh, fluids. Oh, the salt water is dissolved. No, there's still like sand in there. Yeah, <laughs> and salt in water. Water and in general is not good thank for you. sex. All right, but we're no. we're diverging. Anyway, yeah. Devon. We diverged a long time ago, Hannah. I'm definitely cutting that out. No, you're not. Oh. No, no. Keep some of it. It's, it's funny. No. It is about Keep my question about He's the case. Okay. <laughs> um, so Hannah's choice of, of a bad movie to look at. A book to movie at. All right. I said Teddy of Bones, but I, th- as we were speaking, um, I thought of one that was even worse and one that I actually remember more of. Oh, God. Aragon. Oh, God. Uh, Those uh, were great books. I, I haven't read a book that I've seen in movies. I think they're books that people can't really read. As you said, they really a low said sigh across the room. Those were great books, and that was a terrible, terrible movie. Here, let's make this super strong female character a love interest in the first movie. Pussy. Yeah. She's just a vagina on legs. That's what she is. That's what you know. What, that's why I love your idea of us doing like a, a writing workshop where we have to create strong female characters yeah. because you don't get that enough. kind of representation. In a lot of films, it's just a vagina. Here it is. Oh, look, it's sexy. It's, you it's watch, flapping in the wind. I think one good one the time f- I actually <gasps> saw a good female character, Kate Beckinsale in Underworld, mm-hmm. which will be releasing a new film someday. Anyway, <laughs> maybe she didn't sleep. With this, 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 I think there's, there's a character in the first movie that had been like he'd been after her for centuries, and she's like, "No, I don't." Craven. Craven. That's his Craven. Hunter. His name is Craven. Like he had a Craven. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> don't judge my bad pun. 
Anyways. I respect it. Go for it. I give it a 7 out of 10 pun. And then Queen of the Dam. What's, what's wrong with Queen of the no, Dam? No, like, we need to stay on hers for a little while. Like, yeah. A long while. But it's here. like, let's just completely destroy the character of Braum. You know, he's not important. We'll just kill him before we actually know anything about him and give a damn. You're doing that shit again. Like, you're finna speed right over Hannah, who is definitely a very small but strong <laughs> female character. <laughs> And then just like she's gonna kick my ass after we finish recording. <laughs> and then um, what was it? I want to say the Rosetta Stone, but I know that's wrong. Like they completely gloss over that huge. Dragonstone. No, not the Dragonstone. There's like when they're in the cave mm-hmm. with the dwarves, and there's like this super important like tablet. Tablet that's like something Rosetta Stone. Like I know that's not what it's called. It's been forever since I've yeah. read the books, but. Mm-hmm. They, like, completely gloss over that. It's supposed to be, like, this super amazing thing that has, like, a page and a half of description. But it's like, <laughs> nope, we're not even going to look at it. It doesn't matter. They never reference it again? No, they no, never reference it. They, they never don't. reference it. And then the fucking ending, which is the biggest cock tease on the face <laughs> of the planet. They, like, here's our main here's our main villain. And it's like, oh, I'm going to take care of this boy. And then he, like, reveals a, ma- a huge this dragon huge that dragon. doesn't even exist it in doesn't. the books. It doesn't exist. Like... Let's just completely fuck the book in the ass. <laughs> just like slammed it, like, ow. I, I saw this movie when I was like 11. I hated Hello. it. It was the first movie that I actively just, hated as a person. I was just like, no, I hate Hello. this. This is wrong. <laughs> this is dumb. This is stupid. This isn't fun. And they completely destroyed so, my I could never watch the whole movie. What? I got what bored I, halfway through. I have to make a homage for a lot of the movies that have been brought up up to this point because I know Queen of Dam is more adult. Um, if you're a kid, you probably enjoyed it. Like, if you're like five or six, like my little brother had just, he just learned how to walk good and he could just, he was starting to talk shit real good. <laughs> and he w- he's always been fascinated by anything that's dinosaur related. So he saw a dragon and he's like, oh shit, that's a dinosaur with wings, but it kind of looks like a T-Rex with a long neck too. <laughs> <laughs> so he loved it, but it wasn't for the story. And that's something that they got to play at. Kids were into that shit, but people more our age were like, we, that had read these books. They were like, what the hell am I looking at? Like, that doesn't look right. That's not right. That's not what happened. That's not that character. And it's definitely what plays to what I hate the most about Queen of the Damned. When I first saw it, I was it come out it came out like two thousand one. So I had seen it when I was like seven or eight years old, and I thought it was just a badass vampire movie. And it had Aaliyah in it. I like Aaliyah. I love Aaliyah. I was like, okay, shit, that's that name selling. But at, when I read the books, I was like, damn, no wonder so many people were mad because <laughs> I didn't realize that Interview with the Vampire, and they skipped over a book, The Vampire Lestat. And Queen of the Dam were three separate books, and that they were even the same thing. Because you have like a trilogy of movies, like mm-hmm. a series of movies, you usually keep the same cast to begin yeah. with. The <laughs> stamp was blonde, which the first interview with the vampire that was a good movie. Yeah. And if they would have continued and went straight into the vampire Lestant and kept uh, who the hell was it, Tom Cruise as <laughs> fucking Tom Lestant, Cruise. that would have been amazing. And I think it would have played better. But they tried to smash the vampire stand where he becomes a rock star, and they tried to smash Queen of the Damned into one movie. And they had to ignore a lot of material. Mm-hmm. Like, they had to ignore the fact that Lestant had actually become a true immortal, like, incapable of death. 
to play up Queen of the Dam. And then they did that by using the Queen, sorry if you haven't read these books, by using the Queen as, well, I'm going to make you into this thing you want to be, which was bullshit. And they fucked up the character of Akasha anyway. Akasha, they made it seem like she was just killing just for the sake of killing. Like, she just loved to fuck shit up. She was, like, over 6,000 years old, and she's seen the world be ruled by men, and it just get worse and worse and worse. (laughs) And she's gotten to this point where she's become this extremist feminist, where she just hates men. She she, she kills... In the movie, there's, like, she killed him because he lost his will to drink, and he just didn't want... No, that's not what happened. (laughs) After reading the book, I'm like, damn, y'all just pissed all over the pages. How does Anne Rice support this shit? Yeah. Um, so clearly we can. <laughs> rude. So clearly we can all agree that there are some movies that basically took the title of the book and said, "This is this now." This is basically. I will say though, there are there, some some changes can be for the better. Like um, they I can. Mean, um, in Lord of the Rings movies, they uh, Boromir's death doesn't happen until two towers but they put it in the fellowship of the ring so it would look better thematically instead of okay. waiting an entire movie to find out what happened thank the board you for here. saying that because let me point out one thing anybody in this room that brings up game of thrones i'm gonna punch you in the face <sighs> i love game of thrones i love the books and i love the series we're not talking about game of thrones it is too fucking real right now there's like a war going on between us that like it and those of you who don't Wait, wait, so wait, we're gonna know, stay neutral. You know what's funny? I haven't even seen it. I'm ask, See, I'm gonna ask this offline because I don't know. About They've been trying word. to get me to watch it forever. I don't know this word. Yeah, you need to look into that shit. Like, I keep seeing it all over like Facebook and Twitter. Am I the only person that hasn't seen an episode of Game of Thrones? No, you're probably not. You don't have to like it. No, I do. Unless you have a subscription, you're not gonna be able. To I just like looking at Jason Momoa. I want to go back to um, actually interview with a vampire because stop that. I've <laughs> I've actually read that one. I'm no, reading no. through the series right now. Actually, um, Claudia. <laughs> Claudia's a little bitch. <laughs> I fucking hate Claudia. I like her in the movie. I hate her in the movie. Yeah, like that's a good that's a good adaptation mm-hmm. thing where you make a character that's unbearable in the books. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, someone you can. Give a damn about. <laughs> I think, and that goes to what Devante said about um, some changes being for the better. In the book, you know, at the beginning of the interview with the vampire, it's not, um, it's not Louis' brother that dies. It's shit. The movie is his wife and his child that die. Oh. In the book, it's his brother that dies. I'm like, oh, that's so sad. But that storyline that didn't necessarily, I think, it being a brother, it, it being a brother would have given more story and made it more relevant. But at the same time, I think where it played to the benefit was it gave the same emotional response if it's a wife and a child, and it cut down some time. Because they didn't I, have to go into all of that, his brother being a priest. I haven't, and, I haven't seen it, but I think that makes it more impactful. How? I, um, because it's someone that um, doesn't necessarily, like family members that you're born into, they kind of have to have this un this you know no, you can be born in a family and not give a damn about those people you could but for the for the <laughs> most part i know this personally <laughs> for the most part you know you have this um okay, love let, for family members let me fuck up the book for some of y'all so that members. i can help Devonte out um <laughs> in the book his brother was really devout in catholicism 
and mentally ill. Sure, let's go with that. That's not what I got, but okay. I mean, that's he was, the easiest he, way to he put was, it. Um, he believed after a while that his brother, uh, Louis, ends up building him like this little place out in the back where he could practice and focus and study. And he decides he wants to join the priesthood. And then he has this, what he believes is a vision. And he's, he goes up to Louis, he's like, Bring, you need to sell all your land and we're supposed to spread the word of the Lord. Louis is like, that's it. It's the first time in his life that he actually doesn't believe. He's just like, you're, you're full. basically, you're full of shit. You crazy as fuck, and I'm not gonna do that. And then immediately after that, his brother just something happens. It's apparently, possibly supernatural, but he dies. He falls and he breaks his neck and he Ooh. dies. Yeah. And when like a few days after this, Louis is turned into a vampire and he's like written with guilt because he's like, well, all these years. He's like, I believe in Catholicism. I believe in saints. And then I'm faced with my brother who I'd grown up with and trusted more than anyone. Why can't I possibly believe that he's a saint? Now I'm faced with the reality that supernatural shit does exist because now I'm one of these things. Yeah. That's a lot of story to put at the very beginning of a movie. Whereas you can just say, in like it says in the intro, I'd lost my wife and child like, that's a few times before it's very straightforward and it gives you the exact same amount of jarring response even more so because losing your wife maybe at that time period you didn't like her maybe you didn't love her that wouldn't give a shit but to lose your <laughs> child like your newborn child that's that's pretty that's fucked some, up yeah, yeah pretty <laughs> fucked up <laughs> um, I'm trying to remember what other movies you need to hit um, well we can talk about item number four <laughs> I'm trying to remember that movie because I've, I've watched it like once or twice. I can't vividly remember it. Cut. Um, Let's bring this back around. Best movie adaptation. Okay. Yeah. Uh, We're going to start with that. Oh, goodness. Best movie adaptation. I'm going to go yes. with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Ooh. And I'll tell you why. It's not because it's faithful. It really isn't. <laughs> but if you look at the history of Hitchhiker's Every single adaptation, because it was a radio drama, and then it was a television series, and then it was a bunch of books, and then it was a movie, they're all different. They're all fun. And you have all this fun stuff going on. It's like crazy stuff that doesn't, they don't even bother explaining it. It's like, oh, that guy has two heads. Okay, cool. Damn. <laughs> oh, um. Well, there you go. Snape is a robot. Okay, cool. <laughs> like it's just all this cool stuff that happens and then you go on an adventure and it's just it's a lot of fun mm -hmm. and it, it it stays true to the nature of the franchise and I can really respect that. So um, there's a television series? When it, when it, when it, when was there a television You're prolonging it? In the 60s. Um, it's very old. Um, we're running short on time so I'm going to kind of push this a little bit. I'm going to go with the color purple. It is extreme. There are a lot of characters missing that were in the book that didn't make it into the movie for basically the same reason when it comes to Louis. Like, you can get the same response by bringing something else up. And they toned up other things and toned down other things. And it's the one time, it's literally the one time where I believe that the book was not as good as the movie. The book is amazing, but the movie, like, watch, watch that shit. It's graphic. Both are graphic. But watching it emotionally, I'm like, I don't cry over movies all the time. I didn't even cry in The Lion King, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. But 
I mean, this is good shit. Uh, Henry. Uh, Are you Googling it? No. Use a bitch. <laughs> I can't think of a movie that I liked when it was an adaptation of the book. I'll, I'll go and give you some time. So I will... Um, my The best adaptation I can think of is either... I'm, I'm going to pick two just because I'm special like that. Lord of the Rings. Special Ed. Yeah. Oh, wait. Uh, Edit that out. I don't want to, I don't want to get charged with hate crime. Or Game of Thrones. And yes, I will bring it up. No, you are not because I'm going to punch you if you keep talking about okay, it. Okay, so Lord of the Rings. Tell us about it. Thank you. Um, I just think cinematic it looks amazing. CGI is awesome. Awesome for the time this, period. Yeah, also for the time period. The acting great. Uh, I watch that shit in HD. It's kind of fucked up. But um, <laughs> all the acting was great, even though most of the actors haven't done work since then. Um, I guess they don't need to. Much like Star no, Wars, not no. The um, I can't I cannot remember his fucking name ever. The guy that played Sauron, the guy that played um, Ian, Gandalf. Uh, Ian they don't. And, um, as, as they said when they were being interviewed about the movie, they don't generally do uh, film. They usually do a lot of theater work, and they they definitely keep going. <laughs> but um, acting, visuals, the story is... You know well, Magneto. We all know Magneto. Yeah. <laughs> Even though the story is your, your basic good versus evil, good triumphs over evil, yada yada, it's still a good story. Um, or, speaking the of is, The Lord of the Rings, yeah. another book to movie adaptation, well, this is actually a TV show that I'm definitely going to argue because it's very similar to The Lord of the Rings in the sense of it being an entirely different fantasy universe and in my opinion it's a little bit better. Um, the Shannara Chronicles, which I read those books a long time ago, and now seeing it on film, I'm like, oh, damn, they're doing a really good job of portraying who the characters are, but they started, like, in the middle. They started way ahead of, this is like, the first few books start giving you a lot of detail about what happened in the past, and then you start getting to what happens, like, after humanity, it's like thousands of years ago, demons tore the world apart. And now there are elves and gnomes and goblins and shit and ogres running all over the world. And like what they did that made me, they did a really good job of making our world, like New York, uh, satellite dishes, old schools, look like Egypt as far as making like, that shit look ancient. It looks like it looks like a relic. It's a wasteland. I'm like, wow. And the elves and the humans hate each other. That is beautiful to me. <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same way, well, sort of in Lord of the Rings. It's the same in Lord of the Rings, in this, but there you have humans did something yeah. and it hurt the elves' feelings and the elves don't like them, which it was a good something. Like, the humans were weak and they couldn't destroy the ring. That's a good reason, but it's not a good enough reason to hold a grudge for that long. In the Shannara Chronicles, Humanity really is responsible for almost destroying the world, and every species was put at, it was put in danger because of this. I'm like, oh shit. Well, okay. Every species has been put in danger because of this, and there are things that humanity created hundreds of years, thousands of years ago. Excuse me, like there, like gas leaks and things like that that are still killing elves and other species in that present time. I'm like, holy shit. It's beautiful. At the same time, there's a lot more dynamic, and they good job because, humans. Because they're doing a TV show, they can explore yeah, a lot it, more yeah. than Lord of the Rings. That's did. the only thing. This um, shortcoming of the Lord of the Rings, you have to cram all that into three movies. It is possible, and they actually did a pretty good job of portraying a lot of it. They did the, like 
they did a good job. But if you want to know all of the Lord of the Rings, then you have to read the books. If you want to read the Shannara, if you want to know about the Shannara Chronicles, you can literally just watch the show, and they go back in detail. Unless they deviate. They can go back enough in detail and talk to you about things that Lord of the Rings couldn't do without wasting time, because they had screen time. Like, you can have a three-hour movie on TV. Three hours, 30 minutes. Henry, tell us your film. <laughs> do you love it? Do you embrace it? Since I can't find anything, I'm just going to go with Alice in Wonderland, the newest one. Uh, not the sequel, but the first one. <laughs> I can't find anything. I'm sorry. Yeah. Jabberwocky. <laughs> that one's okay. I like it. Right. I mean, you could have just said nothing, but uh, oh, I can say nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you can, you just, <laughs> <laughs> right, nothing. That's okay. I'm too late. I'm sorry. Oh, I, can't have I thought it was a good movie. movie. Adaptations. I think they can be good. They can be bad. But a lot of what, judging by what we've discussed, what I see is that either they deviate too much from the book, where it's completely different, or they try and stick to it so much that they can't put all the information there, or they try and cram it all into one movie. You can plan for if you plan for sequels in advance. Which, by the way, Kate Tiernan, if you are out there, you hear me. I would love to turn the Balefire Chronicles into a series. I will do this for you because that book series didn't get to finish because it apparently wasn't selling well. It was written the way that she wrote it. It has like a each chapter is like a different person's perspective, and you kind of jump around from person to person. If you are coherent enough to actually read the book and pay attention to the details, which I would assume a common sense person could do, you could do that. And it's a good story. Yeah, I've read some books like that. But I guess I guess the the complaint I hear about the book was that it was French and it was like there are a lot of things in there. It's French culture witchcraft. And we're like, oh, that's cool. And they live in Louisiana. So they're just like, oh, shit. Do the things. It's got a twin (laughs) dynamic. (laughs) Immortal witches because of dark magic like 13 generations ago. That's some interesting shit to me. Sorry. (laughs) Do it, bitch. Um, So uh, I think before we wrap this up, we have a a project to talk about. We have a record player. Talk to us about okay, the record player. Okay, listen up. Oh, shit. Um, all right, so record player. This is about a girl who's just going about her everyday life, and then in the hallway you can hear... Oh, I'm sorry. No, not Jason, <laughs> but these two drug dealers, you know, hassling this guy about where their money is, and the whole shtick of the film is that it's called the record player because what we're gonna do is we're gonna stick, <laughs> we're gonna stick the camera on a record player and let it spin, mm. and it's just gonna be a single shot. It's gonna be one of those single shot movies, you know, like Birdman or um, you know those. It's it's, uh, it's, it's just playing from the perspective of like it, if walls could talk. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Because mm. if your walls could talk, they would probably snitch like hell on your ass. But this record player is witnessing some shit, like it's it, it's seen some shit. <laughs> so that's what we're working with um, we'll see what happens um, I'd really like to get it done within the next few months but <laughs> life is life mm-hmm. as we all know we go to a strange school we go to Hogwarts like knockoff cousin <laughs> oh, that's like, we study um, bitchcraft and niggardry <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Yeah, Blowwatch. <laughs> Bitchcraft and fuckery. Edit that. <laughs> Edit the first one out. Derogatory terms are not legal. 
um, go to the uh, the American Hogwarts that for some reason exists. But you know what? I'm trying to figure out whether they're going to call it Salem Academy or whatever the hell it is they pulled out of their ass at some other point. That's a thing. Yeah, yeah there's American in, Within the Harry Potter universe, they mentioned that there were schools for witchcraft and wizardry all, all over, over the, the world. world. Yeah. And I was under the impression that it was Salem Academy at one point because Salem Academy is supposed to be like the Hogwarts of America. Like, it's diverse. Right. But well, that's now, a little fucked up. But that you would, like... Name a school, school of a in like a place where thing. a genocide happens. Salem witch trials. You know, if you book to movie adaptations, Vampire Diaries, don't hate me. I love the show. Anyways, <laughs> if you base it from that one, according series, to the witches in the Vampire Diaries, all the people that died during the Salem witch trials were completely innocent. She's like, it takes more than ignorance to kill a real witch. Which is really ironic because later in the series they were talking about how a hundred actual witches have been burned at a stake in the same area. Apparently all those witches that died in Salem were innocent. Just like They were just accused by witches so that the witches didn't die oh, themselves. Oh damn, witches? <laughs> like shit. It was like, well you have to choose the servants of nature over the people they're supposed a few of the people they're supposed to be protecting. If you kill off the witch lines completely, then who's going to protect Earth? <laughs> Superman Captain and his Planet. amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. Away, and his Superman. Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man is fine. Superman can go away forever. The Hulk, he's green. That works. Because we sweat. All right, guys. Uh, we have run. We're, we're running out of time, so I'm going to have to wrap this up. These nuts. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Um. <laughs> So we're going to wrap this up, uh, but before we do that, I'm going to tell you what we have coming next week. Coming next week, we're going to be doing superheroes. Our main argument is going to be Marvels versus DC. We're going to talk about superheroes, superheroes that are not superheroes, superheroes that need movies, and, of course, costuming within movies. But our question that we definitely want to hear from you guys, your answers, can a bad movie be good for business? Cause I kind of feel like it can. Like if you, f- I think that's what's happening with superhero movies. Like you fuck it up enough, the audience is, like refuses to accept that shit and wants a new movie. There's that in the tax credits, but <laughs> yeah. Think producers. That's a, that's a whole market. But with more spandex. We're <laughs> going in some interesting. Yes, here now. like we have to talk about costuming next week because like some of the tights just, I know they're hot. <laughs> Like you're just sitting in ball soup all through the movie. (laughs) All right, guys, we'll catch you next week. Bye bye. Later, bitches.